Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. Right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively, positively different radio in the morning. And you are with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Welcome to the show, Lawson. Oh, mate. Happy to be here. Looking forward to having you a part of the show, along with Mon, who will be sending her monrogs. You know what a monrog is? <laughs> Mo- no. You have, a, you have a vlog. Yeah. Uh, that's a video log. Yeah. A rog is a radio log. Okay. So, so monrog. So monrog. She's going to be sending them through every day. Okay. <laughs> uh, live from Africa. Uh, we did try and get her on the on the show live this morning, but apparently the aircraft that she's on right now did not have Wi-Fi or she did not Dude, have her lame. phone switched on. So, yeah. That's okay. Anyway, this is the delayed broadcast, by the <laughs> way. So, um, yeah, if they want to get with the show, how do they get with the show, Lawson? They can do two things. You can either... Call the Faith FM stations or networks or whoever it is. Just call someone and you can hassle them and say, look, give me a radio tower. And if you hassle us enough, it'll eventually happen. And the second option is... You or can, upgrade my Or system. upgrade it so that we, we get the live broadcast. Yes. And the second option is you can go to the internet, you can go to the Faith, uh, sorry, the TuneIn app and, and look up Faith FM and you can click play and bada bing, bada boom. There you go. And that, of course, is the best way. Use the TuneIn Radio app or any other radio app. Um, we like the TuneIn one. Uh, make sure you get the free version and uh, just run it through your car stereo. It's perfect mm. all over the country. You can listen to Faith FM. You'll never get a broken signal. You'll never run out of signal. You will always get the live show. Um, or you can go to faithfm.com.au on your browser, press play, run it through your uh, Bluetooth auxiliary cord, whatever, and uh, you'll be able to listen to the show there. This is the way that everybody does radio these days. You need to get with the times. <laughs> It'll only take a moment and you will be up and running. Okay, so coming up in today's show, we have, um, we're going to talk to um, an, a, a Mr. Evans in mm-hmm. America about how cold it is and a Mrs. Evans in Tasmania about how hot and on fire it is down there. Mm-hmm. You may have noticed that my hometown of Glen Hewen, a town with no shops, no post office, not even a pub, um, has been front and centre of the news. That's an unusual kind of uh, uh, experience for me. And, uh, of course, it's been on fire. So we're going to talk to those two. We've got some other great uh, stories coming up. Yeah, some wild stories. We do. Some wild as stories. Well, the Bible tells us about a man who ruled Babylon and all its land. Around the city he built a wall and declared that Babylon would never fall. He had concubines and wives, he called his Babylon paradise. On his throne he drank and ate, but for Belshazzar it was getting late. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, the people feasted and drank their wine and praised the false gods of his time. All holy things they scorned and mocked, but suddenly all their mocking stopped. For on the wall there appeared a hand, nothing else, there was no man. In blood the hand began to write, 
and Belshazzar couldn't hide his fright. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. What was written by the mystic hand Belshazzar tried but couldn't find A man who could give him peace of mind But Daniel the prophet, the man of God He saw the writing on the wall in blood Belshazzar asked him what it said And Daniel turned to the wall and read My friend, you're weighed in the balance and found wanting Your kingdom is divided, it can't stand You're weighed in the balance and found wanting Your houses are built upon the sand Mate, what a classic. Yeah, what a banger. Shout out Shell for just our producer today, just killing it. She, she, she knew you were coming in, Lawson. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put Johnny Cash on. You know what you call that? It's an SWS. You know what that stands for? I have no idea. It stands for a steering wheel slapper. When you're in the car listening to the radio, like oh, yeah, banging yeah. on the steering wheel because the song's so good, you're playing drums on the steering It's like... Incredible. If you're playing drums on your steering wheel this morning, give us a call. 1-800-324-843. I'm sure our producer would like to hear about it. Right. Anyway, what have we got for the first clue we for our quiz there this morning, Lawson? A clue for the quiz. And remember that number. It's 1-800-324-843 because you can call up and claim the the you know if you if you know what this clue is if you know who this this is will be a who am i quiz and mm-hmm. from this clue if you know who it is you can call us up and get a prize and if you do it faster than lyle then you can get two prizes but i don't know i think I, lyle i think you're going to get this one okay let's give it a go all right here we go the first clue for this who am i quiz is i prophesied see the lord is coming with a thousand thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly ooh ooh, ooh. writing it down oh, right no there. in well yeah incorrect Incorrect. Oh, incorrect. I incorrect. Wrote, I wrote the book down, not the author. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you know who this is, again, you can call us up. You well, can, this this person prophesied it by repeating yeah, yeah. the prophecy knew, of this other person. I was like, man, this is tricky. This might throw Lyle off. I'm like, I'm sure he's going to get that it. moment but. of silence while Lyle was thinking about it. <laughs> Lyle was actually thinking about his interview that's coming up next. But anyway, that's okay. Um, <laughs> all right. What have we got for positively different news this morning? Okay. So, a positively different oh, and by the yes. way, don't forget, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. <laughs> you know the answer, prize coming your way. And uh, yes, positively okay, different news. Okay, positively different news. This first thing I'm going to share is probably the single most wild thing I've ever seen. Okay. I'll just read this headline to you. Tourist in Australia goes viral after holding supposedly beautiful octopus that turned out to be a blue ring octopus. <laughs> Dude, way. look at this picture. Oh, you've got to be joking. <laughs> you have got to be joking. Somebody picked that thing up. So, 
a tourist in Australia, um, someone they're currently unnamed, probably to hide their shame. Of um, this is this is really blowing nah, up I think on if, Reddit. I think, I think at the if moment. I if I think if I uh, I think if I I'd done that and that had been me, I I, I just own it. Like yeah, it's a blue. Yeah, ring. I picked up a blue ring. Yeah, no worries. Last week I picked up a brown snake. You know. <laughs> Dude, this Why is... Why do you call brown snakes brown snakes? I mean, that's such the lamest kind of name for I it. Know, for right? A deadly snake. It makes it sound like a stick. Yeah. Like, like call it something lethal, you know? <laughs> Death adder is a much better name for it. And it's not even as poisonous Ultra killer as a, snake. Yeah, yeah, 3000. That, that's, right. that's it. I've always thought that about hurricanes as well. Like, why are they like Hurricane Katrina and Sandy? Rather than like Tracy, Hurricane like Death Megatron five thousand, <laughs> like that's what they should be called. Yeah, absolutely. See, Lawson is on the show, and we get to talk about <laughs> cool stuff when Lawson comes on the show. Okay, so some tourist picked up a blue ring octopus. Like, yeah, so isn't this pretty? So, um, well, the first thing I, I note, even though the tourist is unnamed, um, that this person was obviously pretty young because they posted this to a, a relatively new social media platform called TikTok, which is. It's like this weird thing where people like lip sync to songs and stuff, but people just post other videos and stuff. It's a video sharing platform, kind of like Instagram, but just videos. And, um, you know, it's user base is very young. Um, but yeah, this, this person just found this blue ring octopus and picked it up and took a little video of it. They are kind of pretty when you look at it in the oh, photo. Yeah, there, they look context. great. Like uh-huh. they, they look amazing. Um, they will kill you. But didn't understand um, the the implications of picking up a, a blue ring top to person neither neither did anyone actually viewing this until it got it got shared to reddit and then a bunch of australians started commenting and out. started going super viral cuz they're like are you for real right now like is this actually happening probably the same reaction that you had um, <laughs> But, but yeah, like, the reason why this is so wild, for those of you who don't know, is that a blue ring octopus yeah, is, this, international listeners. is one of the single most deadly creatures we have in Australia. Um, and Australia's the, kind of known for deadly yeah, creatures. Yeah, so we're known for deadly creatures, <laughs> and this is one of the worst. Um, in fact, its bite, um, the venom that comes from its, its sting and its bite, um, has the ability to kill 26 full-grown adults in the span of minutes. Yeah, which yeah, you, is just, you don't want to mess with one of these just things. Just wild. Furthermore, um, the venom that it actually contains is a neurotoxin known as tetrodotoxin, um, which causes paralysis um, and then, you know, eventually just the shutdown of all organs within minutes. And the thing is, is that, like, the worst thing about it is we have no anti-venom. We have nothing to combat this. And the only way to save someone who's been stung by a blue ringed octopus um, is to massage their heart to just get them through the paralysis. How long do you have, how many hours do you have to do that for? Um, apparently, yeah, you have to do it for a couple hours of just massaging the person's heart so that it just keeps beating so that they can live. Like, it is the most wild thing ever. And this, it was... <laughs> the kid picks it up like, oh, this is great. Yeah, and and this is the thing, like, media. it blew up, like, because people started sharing their stories of, like, you know, people they had known who had been stung by blue ring octopus. And one story actually come up that, you know, this person got stung by blue ring octopus. They saw it straight away. Um, you know, so they, they put them on the side of the beach and started like massaging this person's heart. All good. But then they realized that this person had just been sitting in the sun in total paralysis with their eyes open and fully dilated. And this person that was stung ended up completely losing their vision. 
Um, just because of yeah the circumstance so this is yeah just a terrible circumstance terrible creature but luckily this This, person that's what I'm about to ask this person isn't dead this person is completely fine obviously if they uploaded it to they they picked up the the one and only friendly blue ring octopus (laughs) in Australia who's like oh this is so nice it's a little kid carrying me around isn't this awesome man that is it's just it's just crazy. I just I've been out fishing a few times with my dad and out, you know, catching catching prawns with nets and stuff and like there's been times that we've seen blue ringed octopus and dad's like, Quick Lawson, come here and it's like, you know, don't go in that part of the water for like a good 10, 20 minutes because you don't want to get uh-huh, stitched up uh-huh. touching a blue ring doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, wild stuff. That wild is stuff. Amazing. All right, our next news story comes out of rural New South Wales. Um a roadside delivery of a baby took place with the help, um, surprisingly, of a firefighter who was passing through. So, a woman by the name of Kate Vanderberg, she was, you know, with her mother driving on the way to the hospital because she's in labour and in, um, yeah, r- you know, rural inland New South Wales. They're just like driving down the road, um, you know, and as you can imagine, you, you've lived out in Burke and stuff, you know, massive long roads yeah, yeah, where, there's, yeah, yeah. where there's no one around. And then, you know, they're on the way to the hospital. It's a massive drive. Um, and she just goes into labour all of a sudden. Like, you know, her, her water breaks and she's just like, she's just having contractions and the baby's coming out and they're freaking out. And so they start to deliver the baby on the side of the road. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, they, they didn't have much experience and they're just freaking out. Like that, that's a hectic situation. <laughs> it is a very, very challenging situation. To, to be, you know, on the side of the road delivering a baby. Um, and luckily a firefighter um, by the name of Luke Hammond was on the way to work. Um, he works for the, the Gisborne County Fire Authority. And he was just, yeah, just on the way to work doing his thing. And he sees his car on the side of the road. And he can, he said he had the window down and he can audibly hear the screams coming from this car. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, what's going on? So he pulls the car over, runs over to the other car and is delivering a baby. And by the time he gets there, the head is already, you know, crowning and yep, coming out. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, he just took control of the situation. Um, he, you know, called triple zero, kept the, the, you know, the mum and, cause it was, um, like the, the person giving birth and, and her mum as well, <laughs> kept them calm. Luckily he was there because the, when the baby come out, um, its face was blue because the umbilical cord was wrapped around its neck, <laughs> uh, which is a pretty common thing, um, happens pretty often but luckily yeah he just kept it calm kept it good they delivered this baby it come out it's healthy it's awesome and yeah i don't know i just love it i'm just yeah like, you gotta be you gotta be happy at positive stories like that did they name the baby uh luke or they Hammond? named it hope oh they named it hope okay classic nice. classic like it's a beautiful name it is a good friend who's named hope big shout out to hope this morning <laughs> And I uh, hope the newborn baby as well. But yeah, and it was really cool to see afterwards, you know, they, they, they had a bit of a, you know, because they ended up as soon as they delivered the baby, they drove off to hospital to, mm-hmm. to get everything sorted out. But they had a little reunion after and it was good to see people reporting the story. And because it's good when you hear good stories, it's good when you hear yeah, good just a, news. Yeah, uh, just a good news story right there about, um, yeah, firefighter. And I guess, um, you know, anybody in that kind of situation really, you know, you're driving past and hear someone screaming, you should pull over and stop and see what you can do. <laughs> You never know. You might end up delivering a baby. And you might end up for the news for it. In the this news. is Sam Cook with Touch the Hem of His Garment. Whoa, there was a woman in the Bible days. She had been sick, sick so very long. But she had my Jesus. 
Jesus was passing by So she joined the gathering throng And while she was pushing her way through Someone asked her What are you trying to do? She said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole She cried oh And oh And oh And oh Said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole spent her money here and there until she had no had no more to spare the doctors they done all they could but their medicine would do no good when she touched him the savior didn't see but still he turned around and cried somebody touch me she said it Him or your garment, I know I'll be made whole right now. She stood there crying, oh, Welcome back to Faith FM. You're joined here by um, Lawson and, and Lawson. We're currently having some technical difficulties getting on to our interviewee that we have for our next section. But Lyle, is, he's, he's walked back into the studio. He's got a phone to his ear. And I think, I think it's about to go down. We're about to have someone on the air, possibly. I don't know who it is, but I know that it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Yeah, but... <laughs> Okay, we're just about there, just about there, just about got somebody on the phone. Okay, so just an introduction to this particular story, you'll notice that while Australia bakes and burns in the United States, they are freezing, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to call somebody from, um, from uh, Wisconsin, where the temperatures have dropped dramatically overnight. We've been hearing reports all over uh, the news about mm. the temperatures over there, and just get a first-hand account. So uh, I've got Ron Evans on the phone, who's actually my father-in-law. Welcome to the show. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Oops, wait a minute, we've got to switch to the right button here. We ha- you okay, yes, welcome to the show. Hello. Well, thank you. And so we, we've been hearing these reports here in Australia about uh, just how ice cold it has been there um, in your part of the world. Now, you're in Merrill, Wisconsin. Uh, what kind of temperatures right. did you have overnight? Well, overnight was like 32 below and the wind chill was like 55 below okay so that is significantly cold and i do need to uh remind our listeners here in australia that of course in the united states you're using fahrenheit and so zero for us is your equivalent of 32 above so that's kind of like 64 below so that's um yeah, a long, long way down there. And, of course, then you take into account the wind chill and that's colder again. What's it actually like when the temperature is, is, is that low? Well, probably the worst thing is the wind chill part because when it's already 
like 24 below, 28. Are you still there? Yep, yep. We got a, I heard a, an odd noise there. But anyway, the, the thing of it is, if you don't have any wind and it's 24 below, it is hard right there for the vehicles and everything else. And, of course, if you get snow and then the wind, it's just treacherous. In fact, there is not very many people moving today driving or anything in Merrill. Oh, man, I'd imagine so. (laughs) It's actually got beyond the point of even being able to start a vehicle. So uh, they just, they can turn over, but most of them won't start because it is really that cold. And uh, it's even, they got a wind chill advisory out for tonight until 11 o'clock tomorrow night. And that wind chill advisory could be 65, 70 below. And that, that's almost record breaking even for here. So, and of course, if you guys, if you consider you got 110 degrees there, that's a little bit on the other way opposite, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I have to ask, will you be venturing outside today? Well, yes, uh, I have been to town already today. In fact, uh, I was able to get my vehicle running. And uh, you got to kind of be a diehard to be here in this country. But there wasn't very many people out today. That's true. And, uh, and, and what about like walking out to the mailbox? I guess you've got less of a journey to the mailbox in uh, your new place than what you did in your last house. But um, in your last house, what was it, 100 yards or so, a couple of hundred yards down to the end of the, the mailbox? Did you used to go and check your mail on days like that? Does the postie even come when the weather is this cold? Well, like I say, you've got to be pretty hardy to live in this country. <laughs> and, yes, the mail, used, the mail does run, and they still... Uh, they got to be able to plug in their vehicles so that the heater keeps the engine warm mm. so that they can be able to start the vehicle. And, yeah, the mail still runs. And uh, they they did this week. They, the schools will close down. And even my granddaughter in college in Madison, they closed the whole campus down. So there is nobody really moving. It yeah. is really dangerous it's actually that dangerous and we have an expression here in wisconsin it's not a good day to be putting your tongue on a trailer hitch (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine so and uh you know of course it's times like this that you know your heart really has to go out to homeless people Mm. um and i imagine that there will be some of them that will die and others that will find accommodation but um well uh, unfortunately that is true in code spells like this one we do there are several people who don't have a proper heating and one thing and another and they do freeze to death uh, there are mm-hmm. several several happen a day sometimes in here in minnesota and wisconsin and michigan it can happen that way what happens if the how if the if the heating goes in out in your house in this kind of weather well, it has happened to my house in the uh, when we lived in the country, and it just your pipes will bust, and uh, they'll freeze up and bust. I don't care what you got for pipes; it will freeze up and bust, and then you really got a serious problem because your pump, I've, your whole pump system that pumps your water to your house, will just 
it's almost like it explodes. It, it, it just splits the metal. Uh, there is not really anything much stronger than ice. So if they freeze, that ice expands. And I don't care if it's a pipe. I don't care if it's your car. It's something's going to break. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so I imagine with uh, everything in the car, you've got to run antifreeze in uh, in just about every liquid that there is in a, in, in a motor vehicle. And, um, yeah, quite a, a serious situation if uh, if your heating goes out. Now, is it? are you able to walk around outside in this kind of weather? Can you wear enough clothes to stay warm outside? Could you get outside like on a snowmobile or something today? Well, there are a few... Like I said, a few diehards had to do it, but really and truly, you won't see many people out on a day like this, even on the snowmobile trails. Uh, it's simply, I mean, if you picture it's going to be 28 below tonight, just regular temperature, you can imagine how cold it'd be on a snowmobile, even though they got heated handles and, and, and everything else. It, they got some of the best clothing you can put on, but it's still awful iffy you you got to cover every part of your body or else you will freeze Mm -hmm. your skin freezes and you don't know it things like that so it's very yeah it can be very costly mistake if you don't watch what you're doing well i'm talking to ron evans from uh northern wisconsin where the temperatures have been dropping dramatically overnight uh we are going to have to move on but thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning well i enjoyed it thank you take care That was Ron Evans from uh, Northern Wisconsin and uh, just giving us a quick report there. We do need to move on because we do need to mention that my hometown here in Australia is has been front and centre of the news for the last two days, and I think that is the, the first time that has ever taken place. Um, I do have to tell you that Glen Hewen, Tasmania, um, along with Judbury and sub, uh, several other, you know, Jeeveston areas like that in the Hewen Valley. Uh, Glen Hewen, Tasmania, which is my hometown where I grew up, is a town that is so small, it has no shops, uh, it has no post office, it used to, a long time ago. Um, it is so small, it does not even have a pub. Wow. All, that's all real that Glen small. Huen, all that Glen Huen really has is a town hall. And, uh, of course, it's been front and center of the news. Um, the Huen Valley, of course, on fire right now. Probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest fires that's gone through there in my living memory. And, uh, we'll, we'll try and get a report from there as well. And what we have really here, um, you know, talking to, uh, Ron in Wisconsin. And uh, looking at the situation down there in Tassie and even right here in Newcastle with the record temperatures that we've been getting, mm. you know, South Australia and so forth, is we have extremes on, you know, on, on either side of the world. Yeah. Um, so you've got extremes in, in the Northern Hemisphere, you've got extremes in the Southern Hemisphere and extreme wet weather. And these kind of disasters is really one of the things that the Bible indicates will take place the closer we get to the end mm-hmm. of time. Um, you look at the signs of the times, the Bible talks about, you know, the sea and the waves roaring. Of course, that's extreme weather. The Bible talks about, you know, great heat and, uh, that is extreme weather. And of course, where you've got great heat on one side, you're going to get great cold on the other. All of these are indications that Jesus is coming back soon, which of course is good news. Um, it can be a little uncomfortable. And of course, we need to keep everybody in our prayers. Those in the Northern Hemisphere who are freezing at this time and those in the Southern Hemisphere who are uh, struggling with the heat.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88. Right across Australia, and joining us in the studio is David Stojic, Pastor David Stojic, one of our regular guests here with his weekly presentation. Uh, now, our topic of discussion this morning is living with a narcissist. We frequently hear the word narcissism or narcissist, and I think a lot of people um, have at least some idea, you know, what narcissism is all about. But David, to kick off this uh, conversation this morning, why don't you tell us what is narcissism and is it difficult to live with someone who is a narcissist? Oh, that's a great question, Lyle. Uh, let me just uh, first go back to that title or, or topic that we're discussing, living with a narcissist. Mm. Uh, when we kind of read it superficially, it may imply that, uh, well, we are okay and we are living with, with somebody who is narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And that may be the case, but it also most definitely the case. <laughs> but in my case, that is the case. <laughs> but but it also that would be the definition of narcissism, wouldn't it? That's right. But it also uh, implies that actually, as we go through through our conversation this morning, that we may there there might be some narcissism uh, and narcissistic traits in our own life. And, and uh, if you want healing uh, and transformation, the first step towards that is awareness. Uh, so, so now back to your question, uh, what is narcissism or, or what does it mean to be a narcissistic person? Narcissism is defined in contemporary psychology as a personality disorder. And there is a page or two, or actually a few pages in 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 uh, DSM five, which is the latest version of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, um, which is known as the Psychiatric Bible. Uh, so when you go to a doctor or a counselor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, they will diagnose people based on the DSM. Manual. So, so this is what actually uh, uh, the manual um, will will actually look at what that manual has to say. But in a nutshell, narcissism is a term used in psychology to describe a preoccupation with with self. Uh, and and as we go a bit further, uh, it's a Greek term. Narcissism is a Greek term that uh, taken from the name of mythological narcissus uh, who fell in love with his own image and was doomed to die because he wouldn't turn away from it. So he was so preoccupied how great I am, you know, that he couldn't turn away from that image and, and he, he died. That's a pretty extreme example but I guess it is mythology so we can let that one slip. Now just the fact that someone is preoccupied let me try that again. <laughs> just because someone is preoccupied with self uh, that gives us a hint that living with a narcissist would not be easy. Yes, definitely. A narcissist is a person who displays a high level of selfishness, vanity, and pride. He or she sees everything from uh, how does it affect me uh, perspective. So, so that person is about me, myself, and, and I, as they say. Uh, DSM uh, manual describes narcissism as, you know, and this is kind of a technical kind of a, a statement, a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, uh, whether in fantasy or in actual behavior. Uh, so, so a person who has this pervasive, 
pervasive pattern of grandiosity need has a heightened need for admiration. Uh, they suffer from lack of empathy. Um, uh, this condition be begins early in adulthood and presents in a various contexts. Uh, and, and there are about, uh, so to say, nine, uh, nine different areas where it may surface and, 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 Basically, the manual suggests if it surfaces uh, or if we experience uh, challenges in five, at least five out of nine of those areas, we may have that problem. And so, so let me just just quickly. Yeah, yeah let's let's go through these nine. I'm, I'm just sort of I'm suddenly getting a little bit worried here because I'm thinking if I find five of these, then uh, I'm a narcissist. Uh, <laughs> so maybe you should also be listening closely. Hopefully, you, you'll um, go home and cry yourself to sleep. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> so, so basically, in a nutshell, these nine uh, traits, and we are looking for five or more of these. Uh, if basically we're going to to diagnose um, a narcissistic person, so number one person has a great grandiose sense of self-importance. Uh, they exaggerate achievements, their own achievements and talents, and they expect to be recognized as superior without, without actually commensurate achievements. So, so their the sense of self-achievement is not at the same level of reality, so, yep. so to say. Yep. Uh, then it's, it's also the person is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love, so kind of almost living in an unreal world. Uh, the person, number three, believes that he or she is special, quote-unquote, and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people. So very exclusive, but in a very snobbish kind of a way. Uh, number four on that list is that person requires excessive admiration. You know, uh, we're talking about five love languages. Words of That's exactly what I was about to ask you. That was exactly what was going through my head. You know, words of affirmation is one of those five love languages. And we are told that, you know, if that's a person's love language, is a narcissist somebody who just, you know, only has one love, one love language and that is words of affirmation is completely off the clock? Uh, well, uh, look, uh, that's, that's the very point I was going to kind of mention that, that actually... Um, and we are thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Words of affirmation in its context, there is nothing wrong with that. Sure. But if we have excessive need for that, mm -hmm. uh, we feel like miserable if we, if we don't get, you know, in our own intimate personal relationships, constant every day as many five, ten affirmations, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we uh, you know, we may not have that problem. But remember that you said if a person has five or more out of nine. So just because somebody has need of affirmation does not necessarily mean that they are narcissistic. Okay, so on that list of, of nine, we, we come to five. Uh, this person who, uh, or person who is narcissistic has a sense of entitlement uh, or unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. So... I say you comply. Mm -hmm. My opinion is, is, is the only opinion, uh, and, and so on and so on. So a very special sense of entitlement. Uh, unreasonable is the, is the operable word. Uh, point six uh, is, in, uh, out of those nine points, uh, the person is interpersonally exploitative. <laughs> exploitative. That's a kind of a mouthful of a word, but in other words, that person takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own goals or ends so exploits other people 
very interestingly, narcissistic people tend to have lack of empathy. Uh, they're unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Um, eight, uh, narcissistic people are often envious of others um, or believe or they believe that others are envious of them. And uh, and finally, there. Oh, I mean, this list could go on and on. But 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 these are these nine big ones. Uh, but nine is they 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 are arrogant, haughty. They display arrogant and haughty, prideful behaviors and attitudes. So, so as you said, um, Lyle, uh, these are nine nine kind of characteristics. But if a person has a problem with five or more, then DSM manual identifies them as people who have narcissistic uh, disorder, disorder. Some personality disorder. In, in counselling, David, do you ever meet somebody who has all nine? <sighs> Look, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, I would say so. That, that actually yeah. a lot of people with, with, with various degrees, you know, would, would, well, not a lot, but some people mm. actually, it's mm-hmm. interesting that about 6% of the population, uh, Lyle, would have, will have narcissistic disorders. So, so people who come to counseling, usually actually narcissistic people, may I say, they don't even like to come to counseling because it, it, it would challenge their own um, uh, perceptions of themselves. Sure, sure. And, and they would be, they are driven by fear. Yeah. And so if they fear, if, if they feel that somebody is going to actually show them something that, you know, reveal something about themselves, they may not be willing to actually even go for counselling. So, mm. yeah. Well, something I'm very interested to talk about when we come back after the break is um, the cause. What What is it that compels a person to behave like this? But uh, right now, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this song. You're listening to Faith FM.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We're here with David Stojic, who is uh, doing his weekly presentation. And this week's subject is on the subject of narcissism. We learned about nine different um, traits. Traits. That's the word I was looking at. Traits of narcissism. And if you have five out of the nine, then you have a narcissistic personality disorder. So, David, we were wondering, what is the cause? <laughs> well, that's that's probably one of the most important questions in our yeah. conversation today, apart from the solution. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, the, the solution, I would think, would be related to the cause. That's right. Okay. So, so typical features, and this is, this is mind-blowing mind kind of thing, typical features of narcissistic personality disorders are variable and vulnerable self-esteem. So, so variable means it goes up and down. Okay. A- and vulnerable usually refers to people having a low Self-esteem and low self. So, does that mean a narcissistic person has more lows than highs? Uh, well, they they can vary, but right. but I would say they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Their, their self-esteem is vulnerable, and I would say if I were a guessing person, yes, uh, they would be. They would probably have more problem with insecurity, which comes from a low self-esteem and low self sense of of self-worth. So, characteristics, our characteristic, the difficulties uh, are are. Um, that they experience are can be identified according to this uh, psychological uh, psychological bible the sm manual 5 in four areas they experience difficulties with identity with their own identity with self direction with empathy and intimacy and they have two more pathological traits uh, that that we'll probably mention a bit later. Sure, sure. It's almost like it's a what's on the outside is opposite from what's on the inside. That's very true. Yeah. Okay, so um, so self-esteem and self-worth are big issues with a lot of people. It's interesting to hear that the very root of the problem when it comes to narcissism is Vulnerable self-esteem. Let's let's talk a bit more about that. Yes, uh, it, it it seems that most, if not all, of the personality disorders are driven by fear. I think last year at some stage I spoke uh, about different personality yes, disorders. Yeah. and but all of them are driven uh, by fear. When it comes to a narcissist, uh, the fear that drives them is the fear of being inferior. Uh, that's where the problem of comparing themselves with other others come in. And a prideful and a haughty behavior usually masks the narcissist's vulnerable self-esteem. And ultimately, really, the the low self-worth. Because self-esteem and self-worth, as we've discussed before, are are, are different kind of concepts, um, even though they're related. This is a question just popped into my head, David. I wonder whether you could help me with it. Um, is there a difference in narcissism between the sexes? And the reason I ask that question uh, is we as guys uh, tend to overrate uh, ourselves uh, and women tend to <laughs> underrate themselves. I, I, I like the question. Actually, yes, there is. It looks like based on, 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 uh, on the research that male to female ratio is, is, is significantly t- 
tipped towards males. Yeah. Males are, uh, basically with narcissistic traits are in the uh, in the in the area of 70 to 75%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so it, with, with only like 30 to 20 or 25 to 30%, you know, of that of that kind of disorder uh, being, being, being a, a female trait. It doesn't surprise me. You mentioned four areas where narcissists experience difficulties. Um, those were identity, self-direction, empathy, and empathy, em- intimacy. Can you just elaborate on those for me? <laughs> yes. Yes. DSM-5 uh, uh, talks about those areas in terms of a moderate or greater impairment in personality functioning, uh, manifested by characteristic difficulties in those areas. So I'll just very quickly go to those four areas. Identity, so the issues with identity, uh, where, where a narcissistic person uh, has excessive reference to others for self-definition or, or and self-esteem regulation. Look, I'm not the worst. Look, look, they're worse than me, you know, or I'm better than them. Uh, so, so they just need this comparison, but they usually compare themselves with people that are, you know, in their mind inferior to them. Then self-direction. This basically refers to goals. Goal setting is based on, guess on what? On gaining approval from others, uh, on, uh, uh, their personal standards, uh, are unreasonably high in order to, to see themselves as exceptional. Or, on the other hand, they be, they can be very low, uh, because they can swing between the, the, the dependent and independent mode, you know, and so on and so on. Uh, we mentioned empathy. Uh, they have the impaired ability to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Uh, and, uh, and they're excessively attuned uh, uh, to reactions of others. So what other things is, is, is uh, important. And then in the area of intimacy, and their relationships largely are superficial and exist to serve self-esteem regulations. Uh, so, so, uh, so really, uh, they, 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 they seem to be a little bit incapable, incapable of actually uh, having a deep relationships, you know. Um, so that because they're interested in themselves more than mm, anybody else. Mm. Yeah, it would be very challenging. Now, from what you've said, um, I would think it's rather obvious that a narcissistic person would not only be a challenge to live with, but would also struggle with himself or herself. We said something about this at the beginning. If I'm a narcissist, how do I live with myself? Uh, well, that's right. And uh, if I'm a narcissist, how does my wife live with me? Well, that's right. Exactly. So you can imagine with those traits, uh, you know, uh, it would be very difficult to live with that person. But there are two actually other traits, uh, which are, which are grandiosity, uh, they are, they are known as pathological, actually, personality traits, which means, <laughs> when you say pathological, it's, it refers to illness. And they have the sense of grandiosity, which is an aspect of antagonism, uh, feelings of entitlement, uh, either open or, or, or covert, uh, self-centeredness and so on and so on. And they are, this other pathological trait is attention seeking. So, so excessive attempts to attract and be the focus of attentions of others, admiration seeking. So, so basically, they are unhappy people, Lyle. Mm, they cannot mm, be happy mm. because they are constantly seeking for approval from others. So it would it would make it difficult for them to live with themselves as well. So someone who's living with a narcissist, what advice could you give them? <laughs> or working with one? Okay, so so we, we are basically we are basically coming to that a uh, uh, in in our in our in our conversation. So so um, I would say there are two areas uh, 
two uh, avenues that one can pursue, pursue in order to help a narcissistic person. Uh, as I said, the challenge is that narcissistic person will not go to, for counseling. Mm. So, so if, if the person is unaware, you know, what, 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 what can, can one do? But if a person is, is basically willing uh, to, to, uh, to go for counseling, then, then the, the challenge of a counselor would be to actually bring to their attention that they may have uh, uh, problems with, with, with self-centeredness and, and, uh, so that's the first step in healing. A counselor then would, would embark on, on, on reprogramming of their mind if they're willing through cognitive behavior therapy. But, we are ministers, just as mm-hmm. basically, uh, just as as as, uh, as yeah. So we're really uh, we're talking about you know pride and selfishness uh, uh, in the human being, aren't we? In the human soul. That's right. Just, just as as counselors have their own tools, we're talking about secular counselors. We as ministers have our own tools. We actually use different. Uh, terminology. Uh, we use the words uh, as as basically the need to confess, to acknowledge. Uh, we 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 uh, we actually uh, uh, we actually um, are, are talking about repentance, which means changing one's ways. We are talking about new birth and transformation, uh, and so this is a healing process to which we are only too glad uh, to lead um, the uh, the people to. So, yeah, we they need to recognize their issue. To acknowledge it and confess it, to apologize and change their ways. Somebody asked me, you know, the question, you know, what must I do to be saved? And you know, this is this is very similar, right here, isn't <laughs> it? You know, recognize that we are a sinner in need of a savior and go to Jesus Christ, and that's the solution for narcissism. You know, the Bible says that we're all born sinful sinful since the fall you know we find that in Romans 5:12 and this means that we are all born with our own sinful tendencies and no ability to be good or righteous on our own which i think is really important for us to understand and what we call human nature the bible calls flesh that's right you read that in the bible you know flesh in the bible that's what it's talking about um, a part of our sinful nature it's a total focus on self that's right this focus um you know, I, I guess you would call it egocentrism. Yes, is uh, is how babies see and experience the world. And narcissism is like that, and uh, and adults still relate to the world like an infant. Exactly, uh, they're lacking this maturity, and and that's why, uh, Lyle. In conclusion, I'm delighted that as ministers and and as Christian counselors, we have the additional resource, the Bible, as the guide to help us to lead the people in this healing process from a personality disorder, from a selfish person to a self. Selfless, highly functional, transformed human being. And that's where I see the greatest change. Absolutely. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving. A program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Wondrous beauty
Is not this the land of Beulah? Blessed, blessed land of light Where the flowers bloom forever And the sun is always bright I am drinking at the fountain Where I ever would abide For I've taken For life's treasures, nor adorning rich and gay.